Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of Absent Minded Podcast. Big 2 0. Today, monumental. It's October 14th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charles Art. And with me, as always, on my immediate left is Andrew Crandall. Hey there, everybody. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And on my immediate right is Ethan Newbolt at Souls Bjorn. How's it going out there in uh, podcast land? It's going. We we are flowing. We're flowing like the rainwater outside, the mm-hmm. muggy. 20 episodes. That is no small feat. That's crazy to think we've been doing it this long. I mean, it's only, it's I mean, it's 20. Long. But like, it's just, we've been consistent as was our original mission, mission statement, I, I believe. Well, and also with all the watches, we've done more than 20. It's true. Yeah. It's over a third of a year. Yeah. Do I need that math for you? No. It's <laughs> When you put it that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Half would be 26. Yep. And then a half of that would be 13. It's like having uh, $100 bills versus like putting it in ones. Yeah. You know, it's just one looks like more, even though it's, it's a wet, sweaty taint outside right now of a day. Yeah, it's muggy and gross. It'll probably be cooler after the rain stops, actually. I hope. Literally, it sucked last week when we recorded. We had like two nice days. Yeah, we had two very nice days. Actually, I didn't tell you, I went to Old Town Spring. Oh, on Pokemon. Decided to go get out and enjoy Pokemon. the weather. It was a community day this weekend, so a lot of people For out what? playing Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Pokemon probably. Gen- oh, Pokemon yeah. Go. Yeah. I don't play Pokemon Go. No, a lot of people out there just playing I play Pokemon on their Switch. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> why I was like confused. I was like, what, what kind of... No. Just They're just walking around playing Let's Go Eevee, you know? <sighs> no, I, I didn't the see anyone playing Pokemon dead. Go. Everybody was just uh, enjoying the nice oh, wait, day. What, what day did you say? i sorry. Sunday. Saturday. Was Sunday, yeah. I apologize. I found a pepper shop. It's like a... Well, not, not, I wish they had more peppers. Pickled like peppers? peppers. Just like, no, it was like, like a... Pickle, pickle pepper? Hot, lots of hot sauces Fucking and man. stuff. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, you've heard of Bravado. They're one of the yeah, guys. Yeah, they yeah. do the uh, blueberry. I know what, I know what Bravado they were on a is. Hot yes. ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they had like a whole line of their hot sauces. I picked really? up the uh, Serrano and basil. Oh. Sounded really fucking good. I want to put it on all my pizzas. Nice. That's my plan. Go that for that one. It. Yeah. Hey, you gotta let me know how it is. It was it was tasty. You know, I already had it. Oh, you that, did. Oh, okay. It was, this is one of those places that was. It's nice because they have like every sauce that they have on their shelves. You can try. They have like a large open cooler with like tasting um, spoons and stuff like that that you can just open up every single bottle tradition. and give it a try. A lot of them were scary. So I only tried a couple of them. Oh, that you didn't uh, want to like go like yeah, lots. You of, didn't want to debomb it or anything. Yeah, like lots that. of scorpion. They had to bomb actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot smaller bottle than I expected because I, I think it's just bad to consume any more than a what thimble. they're giving you. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, lots of ghost pepper things. Lots Do they have of any hot ones? Things or you probably can only buy all the hot ones stuff from their site. Yeah, I don't think they. I'm. I'm pretty sure they only sell their stuff on their website. Yeah. I, I don't know that they're well. The hot ones, specific ones, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. the ones, the brand they, that they make. Yeah, yeah their yeah. branded one. Yeah, you I, probably I, find some of the ones they have on the show. No, they, that's what I'm saying. They had the bravado one that I had. Um, da bomb was on the show. They had pain 100 or 1000 or whatever. Oh, okay, that was from like season one or something. Yeah, yeah they had a bunch of the uh, callbacks. Most season of the stuff one. I rec- or, yeah I recognized was from hot ones. Like, nice. That's. I'm not a hot sauce connoisseur, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I would remember anything if I hadn't seen a hot ones. Yeah. But, anyway. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it was cold, and now it's hot again. Yeah, I was bummed when I got up this morning and I walked outside and I just bummed? felt like it felt the heat on me and I was like, oh, yeah, we bummed? I just we, want to be fall. Yeah. For real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bum like the taint. Oh, we live in a swamp, to. so he felt bummed because of the wet, sweaty taint that that is the outside today. That was his taint. Yeah. <laughs> 
the taint's touched. Could you touch a taint to another taint? Depends I, on I, your butt cheek spreadability. I, I think you yeah, could. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan just said, I think I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I think you could. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, as in, know. wait, we could? I mean, if you want. What no. are you doing later? Oh, I don't. You could try it with underwear on first just to see if you can feel contact. We wouldn't really know, would we? You wouldn't know for <laughs> sure, but you get a good idea. Yeah, I'm sure if you just mush it enough, you'll get contact somewhere. Taint to taint. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you feel. <laughs> yeah, if y'all, if, if you guys want a quick video of to Andrew touching. and Ethan touching taints, let us know. We'll uh, we'll see if we can accommodate that. That's what we'll yeah. do for our first donation. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of donations, uh, you know, you can always find us at AbsentBindedPodcast.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all those uh, sites. God, I, no, you can't now I can't of. stop thinking of the taint to taint thing. It's, it's totally thrown off my fault. Mine's foot. hairy. This is my fault. I did this. Oh, yeah. I'm like Chewbacca down there, dude. It's It, it wouldn't be great. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, the illusion. Uh, if you love conversations like this, you can always support us through the Listener Support Program. You can my donate one, five, or $10 show. via the Listener Support Program Speaking on the website. Speaking of that. What's up? I have a little special shout out to somebody at work. Uh, Liz wanted a... a she wanted to start listening to the podcast, and I told her, I was like, well, if you start listening and stuff, I will give you a personal shout-out. So, shout-out to Liz. She's a new hire at my Starbucks store, and she's, she's pretty cool. So, hi, Liz. I hope you're listening to this episode. I'll link it to you later when it... I'll link you the podcast later. You'll have to link it to her. She can just go to absentmindedpodcast.com or her favorite podcasting service, Which such as Spotify, Google Podcasts. She or wants links to like those places. That's why. It's easy to remember. Yeah, That's why we paid for the thing. It's because it's easy to put it yeah. in your browser. <laughs> so, hey, Liz, you're in the show uh, forever and Spotify and other stuff. So that's cool. So yeah, let Ethan know if you want us to touch taints. Back to what we usually talk <laughs> oh, about on the show. God, I got a quick correction. I forgot about it for uh, a second. Last week, we were talking about Sony Inter- Interactive Entertainment and all that stuff with Sean Layden and everything. Right. Just wanted to bring out that uh, it's actually uh, San Mateo, California, which is where their headquarters is now. About like Saint twenty miles Matt? south of San Francisco, yeah, Mateo. Mateo. Yeah, but I think the big news is just it's not in Japan anymore. Sometimes we wish. Yeah, exactly. Stretchy pants. We were close. We were just miles off. Yep, just not a mere bad. twenty. Not bad for a correction. So, anything other than the usual apex going on? I I picked like picked up Kingdom Hearts for the first time. Kingdom Hearts three for the first time in a while since playing it, and. I don't know if I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it took too far away it? from it. You're supposed to play it when everyone was hyped up about it and no one was allowed to say anything bad about the game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now you're past the honeymoon. You're right. And and you don't have people breathing down your neck. And Sora stopped incredible. brushing his teeth in the morning and it's just like. <laughs> well, it's also just, just like Haley Joel like 28 now or something hey, like fuck that. Fuck you. And Haley Joel a treasure. You're right. He was 20 years ago. Oh. But. <laughs> Dick move. Uh, but it's just so weird to like hear his deep voice as sore. It just feels strange. Like, and Haley just, Joel Osment is 31. 31, excuse me. Wow. Yeah. I think he does a great job. Born April 10th, <laughs> 1980. For being 30. Yeah. Also, just like with the combat, I, there's just always so much shit going on on screen. Yeah. That it's just like hard to keep so up Travis with everything. Travis mentioned something to me at one point for, for uh, at a time. He didn't know that you could cycle through stuff. I did not. Yeah, to, for a to long pick time. what you wanted to choose as your like special. What do they even call? Like on the top where it has like the, the attractions fuck? and yeah. then the 
the super magic or whatever where you can use like a or yeah. change your keyblade form and uh-huh. stuff. You can pick which one of those you you choose. I always just assumed you're supposed to start from the top and you have to use cycle each one to, to Wait, get to the you, one you, you want. How do you cycle through them? I think it's like one of the trigger buttons and it just goes through. I don't yeah, because I was wondering it's about that today. Because like, yeah, because uh, yeah, I was, you, you know, you use the D-pad to access like your items and magic and everything. And I'm like, why doesn't this sure, go up to it's like... it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, why doesn't this go up to like all the special moves and yeah, everything? Yeah, because I, I, for me, I stopped using attractions. Yeah, I, I just, just yeah, it's just too I much got a shit new one. on the yeah. screen. Unless I got a new one, I wanted to see it, obviously. Right. But otherwise, I would just go straight to form change, uh-huh. and that was it. Yeah, like or the the really good magic ones. Yeah, but and the attractions uh, did make things very easy. I will say. Yeah, that. I mean, sure. If mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but for the most part, yeah, I was skipping through those. And Travis said he didn't know that, and I was like, oh yeah, that that would have that would have made the game way more tedious to me if I couldn't have skipped. Yeah, that the, that was one thing about it. Now that I know, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. seemed like a design flaw for sure, but it. it it's in there. Go, you got to read it's, the it's tutorials. Yeah. There's so many tutorials it's in that game. There. God, yes. Even like just before we got off earlier today, I got a tutorial reason. about the fucking ship. Yeah, you know? you're like nine chapters into this fucking game, and you're like still getting tutorials. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you, Ethan? I know you're playing Apex. I know, but very little Apex. Uh, this week was a little stressful, so there was actually very little time to myself going on. You know what I hear is good for stress? What playing a video? Yeah, game. you know, yeah. I just couldn't focus on that part yeah. of. The play in the game. So I got a game. The actually enjoyment of part of it that I played this week that I think both of you might enjoy. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think. Uh, a bit more than if uh, it's one night stand. I've tried those, and I don't know. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> no, not one night stand. I'll talk about that one also. Actually, that one's quicker. I, I did play a game called One Night Stand that just came out. Uh, I don't know. Did you win? Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> well, so there's multiple endings, of course. What did you lose? I did lose. So uh, I did the thing because I have no, I want to get the platinum no. for it because it, it's pretty quick. If you How wanted is, to, yeah, you get the whole the platinum in like an hour. So um, what kind of is it like a dating simulator kind of thing? Or? No, so it's a visual novel, and the whole point is that you try to date. Had a one night stand, and you wake up in someone else's bed. Yeah, and it's nice. just those open like those opening minutes of the day where it's just like, oh hey, yeah, yeah like it. Is the conversations are a little awkward and stuff? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna try to get to know this person? Are you gonna try to like slip out the door is when she's there, in the bathroom, kind yeah. of thing? Is there an option just to be like, "Fuck it, want to stay in bed and just do it again"? No, because I went through all of that. Zero um, out of ten. I went through like every ending and whatever. Zero out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it it is it's so it's structured similar to like a visual novel. You get a couple of different decisions, and but you always you wake up in the bed and you're like weary eyed. Sure. Yeah. You're looking for your phone. Your buddy texts you or whatever is like, hey, man, you ditched this last night. What happened? And yeah. You have like the choice of, oh, do I reply to him or do I like, just ignore, ignore this it. Yeah. and try to go back to sleep or whatever? Most of it is just like slight changes in dialogue because it's made by like Radalika Games or something. I can't remember how to pronounce their name, but they make a lot of these like shorter experiences that are usually games that cost between like one to five dollars that are easy to put on mobile and on many different yeah, platforms. You don't have quickly. to like uh, you can just eat. They're easy to play. Yeah. Very easy to play. But it, it was entertaining. Uh, like I said, you can you can literally go through like every permutation within an hour or so. Oh, that's but I bad. totally fucked up on the first playthrough. Like, oh, I, really? Because I, I went blind on my first one to see like what I got, and then I followed a guy to like see, oh, well, which one, which things. Yeah, I had to get the sending and everything. Because yeah. the first one, what was it? One of the key decisions you make at the very beginning is, again, whether or not you text your buddy or back or not. And if you text him, 
he like doesn't believe that you hooked up with someone because he's just like, dude, your pull game is terrible. Like I've right, seen yeah. your girls. No, there's no way you ended up at home with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you have the choice of, oh, do I take a photo of her? Oh, and send it to him, or do I just say like, oh, fuck it? I, did you take I a photo? Even, I don't have to prove anything. The first time I did, oh. yeah, I took the photo. And, That's uh, like, and, then the co- and then the cops just, come, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just her like back turned or whatever. So there's no right. nudity or anything. Uh-huh. But uh, scantily, of course, yeah, like because she. The way it always plays out, she gets up, rushes off to the bathroom because she, we're, you're both hungover. Like there's yeah. a lot of drinking involved. Right. Again, you wake up and you don't even like you weren't expecting to not be in your own bed, so like clearly blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you kind of talk and you have the she goes in and out of the room every once in a while. It's so you yeah. have options to like look around the room a, bit, a little bit to either get to know her more. Uh, and one of the first things I did, I. I can't believe how badly I did the first one. So, because uh, you guys just like, oh, I don't even remember her name. That's going to be really awkward if I admit oh, to that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay. Well, what's a good way to figure out her name? And I'm looking around. I'm looking, around, and her wallet's right there. So I open the, the wallet, and I there's like six pockets. I click one of them, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, a library card. It's got a name on there. It says her name's Luis. Right. And I was like, oh, perfect, cool. And I, and I got out of the wallet because I was like, I'm not trying to like invade her life, but I, I wanted to look for like an ID up. or something. And then you go and have the conversation. And eventually, you say her name, and she's like, "That's not my name. <laughs> oh, what shit. made you say that name?" And you have to be like, "Oh, you know, I saw the library card or whatever." And she's like, "Why were you in my wallet?" And then she like throws you out. And I was oh, like, "Oh shit, damn yeah." Luckily, I did Fucking grab my idiot. pants at one point because it's another one. Like you can get thrown out of here without, without your any pants on because uh, you, your pants and underwear and shit just are all the spread over a place. Yeah, yeah. and. uh what was it? I was looking for underwear and uh, at the beginning of this, I'm just like clicking around. And one of the things you can do is her, her panties are on the ground and like pick them up. And he's like, Oh, I can put these on. So he puts on her panties and then I find the pants to put those on. So like, she doesn't realize. Uh, I think, yeah. And one of the endings is like, yeah, you like, I think it's called uh, a memento. Yeah. So like, (laughs) it's the name of the trophy. Oh my God. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different. It's actually fairly entertaining, and I, I think it was like th- four bucks and or something on like that. Network or it's on PS4. Steam. Yeah, um, I, it's, I mean, I think it's on like every platform. I might check that. Yeah, out. I know because I, I think uh, Greg Miller posted that he got the platinum as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he buys a lot of those kind of games that are easy, easy platinum yep. and stuff. But uh, it was actually surprisingly entertaining for what it was, and the some of the points you get in certain uh, talent points routes, I guess, or whatever. Are kind of heartwarming and stuff like the the story that evolves and everything. So it's very interesting. It's fun. It, again, it, it's almost one I would say would maybe even be better if if it's on Android or something. I haven't looked. Yeah, that would probably be a fun way to play it. Just like oh, like I'm on a yeah, like you're on a road trip or, or something. I'm, I'm yeah. bored or something. I'm going okay. through the next like chapter of this thing or whatever. Because yeah, each route is maybe 15 minutes. If oh, that's that. not bad at all. It's maybe even shorter. Okay, not, I, depending on how you play or yeah. if you rush through shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was entertaining. And then uh. This next one I'm excited to hear you talk about. Yeah, Concrete Genie just came out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Pixel Opus, who I think is a first-party studio, one of the smaller ones. Uh, yeah, an in-house Sony Interactive Entertainment developer located in San Mateo. The other big game they worked on was called Entwined. Oh, actually, I have played this. Yeah, it was like a rhythm game that was on... Uh, PS3 Vita and PS4 as well. Hmm. I think that was a fairly small experience, though. And I think a lot of their other work was just like as a support studio for some of the other first yeah. party developers and stuff. Concrete Genie is their first game that's like an actual, it's a full game that they did completely themselves and everything. Is it like, now is it like a $40 game or is it? It's 30 bucks. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. And I think currently it's on sale 
for like 10% off or whatever. Um, up in, I think by the time this goes live, the sale might be over. Yeah. Cause I think it was just the one where it's just like a, a small discount for the first like week or whatever that's yeah. out. I had kind of sort of been looking forward to this just because, uh, I think we saw a trailer the first time, not at E3 cause Sony wasn't at E3 might've been either the state of the first state of play they did or gamescom. Okay. Might've been gamescom last year or something. I can't remember exactly when we first saw it, but the idea of uh, concrete genie is it's got a very cool art style, but you play as a boy who basically has boy. this magic paintbrush and is able to paint his drawings to life. So it's chalk world. I don't know. I've never heard of chalk <laughs> world. Probably. I wouldn't doubt if it's um, something similar. Chalk zone, chalk don't zone. Know. I think it was. Yeah. So it's kind of like a puzzler platformer kind of thing, but mm-hmm. the, the platform is not particularly involved. You're just like climbing up buildings and stuff like that, yeah. but they're very small. It's like to like grab a ledge of something and, and then pull grab yourself up. Ledge, and, yeah, yeah. But the way that the game works is it's all it's a lot of like painting, but you're not painting. You're painting with like a like a set of stickers and stuff. Like you're. So what you're saying? This is the spiritual successor to Mark Echo's Rise Up. Never heard of that one either. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is this is the Dark Souls of painting games. No, it's not <laughs> difficult at all. It's it's not difficult. I was actually surprised that for most of the game there is no like violence or like act. Yeah, like I was about to say like, are you fighting anything? Or anything? Or? No, um, not at all. That was what I thought was so interesting about. I'd say the first. 80% of the game yeah, is that there's nothing like that. Like you're exploring sections of this town. The Just whole idea is that it, like yeah. some sort of magic darkness has taken over the town and everyone's kind of like sad and people are like, and you're there to like the brighten it all back up and everything. Yeah, and I, I've seen screen caps of this and I'm like, I kind of want to get this just to see how good it looks on like my TV. It is very pretty. It's, is it HDR? It's not HDR, okay. but playing it, you wouldn't know. Like right. it's still colorful, mm-hmm. um, especially on our TVs. Like even standard dynamic range stuff pops really well. Yeah, it does. Uh, and it does use its lighting very well. There are moments of it that kind of the animation of like the characters and stuff sort of remind me of those old Christmas movies like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and stuff like that. Really? Where, where the, it's kind of like the lower frame rate animation uh-huh. of like the mouths and stuff yeah. moving and everything. It, it was kind of almost off-putting at first, but I got really into it near the end of the game. Uh-huh. And yeah, so you like you have individual zones in each area where you're trying to light them back up. So there's like lights hung up all over the mm-hmm. different buildings and stuff. And as you paint under them, they light up. And then after you light up a whole zone... Like the darkness clears away, oh, okay. uh, a section that like opens up. Yeah, you're able to like progress into it, right. like another zone or whatever. And throughout, you have like these genies, which is where the name comes from. Yeah, that uh, are like drawings of his that he had in this little notebook. And at the beginning of the game, like the notebook scatters, so your your collectibles are essentially like his notebook, different features oh, so of the genies captors. that you've drawn. No, it's not car captors. I know what that is. It's not that. <laughs> See that one? I haven't oh, I heard of. That's the one that you fucking know. Of course. They had a anime good, man good intro it's all about that anime yeah so you're slowly collecting more and more genies and your genies are kind of like they help you do things like if you have like a fire genie it can burn certain like flammable objects to open up paths and there's one that's like a lightning one that can light up uh like control panels exactly. and stuff that like will move something or whatever mm. just lots of exploring and just like making these little paintings and stuff and it was just very how long like, would you say it relaxing. is if you really, really wanted to, you could sit down and like in a single sitting beat the game. Really? Like okay. you could probably finish it in like four to five hours if you're just doing the main stuff and not mm-hmm. looking around for every collectible collectible thing or whatever. I think mine took a little longer because this was another one I went ahead and got the platinum for because it's it's fairly simple. All the first party. Yeah, Sony right, stuff, I saw you post about it. Oh, so it is like beatable. Do. It's not just like kind of a. 
No, yeah, there's it's a there's a story, and okay. uh, there's like five levels of this town or like areas and stuff, and there's a very clear end point. But it's also the type of game where after you're done with the story, you can go back in, and you, they have like the free painting modes where you can go and Got do it. more painting and stuff. Oh, that's and neat. Change up your genies and change like the the way they look in their features and all that. Uh, you know that would have been cool if it had supported like VR, and then you can go in and use like the controller. It has a VR mode, really. Yeah, but I've heard it's like it feels very tacked on. Okay. I don't know if they're going to expand it later, but it like the whole VR mode you can do in like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Even the trophies for it are like is it, there's a separate VR trophy list. It's just like three trophies. Oh, okay. I haven't dabbled in that at all, but I've heard it's nothing to write home about. Okay. The game in, in general, as far as like it, the performance and everything, it, it performs fairly well. Uh, I didn't notice any gameplay frame drops, but like some of the, I think, I noticed it the most at the very beginning cinematic of the game and the ending where just things like stuttered a little bit, like the animations just weren't That's as smooth weird. as you'd think they would be. Right. It's a little off-putting, but I, I remember it bothering me at the beginning, it. but then I, I stopped noticing it because I think it just went away and then yeah. it cropped up again near the very end. It was odd. Resolution-wise, I know it has a 4K mode on PS4 Pro and it's just a little button you can change in the settings menu so you can do it in-game. You don't have to do anything like change the resolution yeah. on your console or anything. Didn't have any bugs. It overall was fairly fun, nice experience. Yeah. The only issue I had was that the end of the game, and this is kind of spoiler spoilery, but I don't think it's going to affect your enjoyment. But the last, like I said, about 20% of the game is very odd. Like they throw a bunch of new mechanics at you all of a sudden and introduce combat, which kind of felt really antithetical to like the entire rest of the experience. Because I remember about an hour or two into the game, I was like, Wow, a, a first party studio game and it like there's no fucking fighting. There's no there's violence in the sense that like one of the mechanics of the game is that you're hiding away from like kids around town that are kind of like bullies. Right. And it's like a gang of like five kids and mm-hmm. bullies is in like they they'll push you down. Exactly. They'll Jesus try to take your take Christ. your brush away. They're not like kicking the shit out of no, you or no, anything. I know what you mean. Yeah. They're mean. It's like <laughs> that'd be really weird if like all like twenty you know, eighty percent through this game yeah, you just like get punched in the nose or it's something. It's like Goonies level violence right. essentially. And suddenly at the end of the game, you have like you can shoot fire from your brush and then lightning and wind and you have to fight like dark genie things. And oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it's just really weird. I think there should have been a better way that they were able to tie up this story. Like, I, I feel like the last like quarter of the game or so was just really just odd. There, you don't paint anymore. Like the painting part's done. Oh, just, so now you're just fighting these dark. Yeah. Genies. And third acts are hard. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, it's just it was weird. That was like the part that was fairly off-putting, but I enjoyed the rest of the experience enough to, especially at the price point, to be like, oh yeah, this is worth picking up and giving it a try. It's just the end was kind of like, why would you do it that way? Yeah, definitely a fall game. I will say, like it's, I liked that it, the weather got a little cooler while I was playing. It's had like my window cracked open a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. nice and breezy in the room. You had your nice hot apple cider. Yeah, well, I spiced disgusting. apple cider and like just playing some concrete ginger, drawing some little pictures and stuff. It was, it's entertaining. Um, Sounds nice. The reason I was saying like I think you two specifically both would enjoy it just because it is like a more like kind of chill out, relax. You can even put some ba- like music on the background or something. Like, <laughs> how's the music so, in game? I don't remember. Yeah. So well, I'm gonna that say says a lot about just okay. I mean, I, I I don't remember anything about it like sticking out is like being particularly interesting. Like the sound design and stuff is not like what draws anything you to the that game, stuck yeah. me out or okay. stuck out to me. So I can't really stuck comment on that. Out. Now you say that yeah, I really I can't think of anything okay. uh, to nothing, say about that part. Stuck me anywhere. But yeah, no no stickers, no no pokies. <laughs> but uh, Concrete Genie thirty dollars. 
PlayStation 4 exclusive. Travis recommends it. Open the windows. Play some, do some painting. Yeah. So are we not doing a what's the score this week or did you just not tell us anything? Okay. Nothing came out. Like it's a weird last week. It's the end of the generation. Things aren't coming. The fall's kind of light. You got a call of duty coming. We got some news on another game that's not coming out in the fall. So it's even lighter than it was previously. Pretty much everything has been like delayed till spring. So what used to be the fall is now going to be a really heavy February. Oh yeah. February next year is insane. Yeah. Final fantasy seven, the persona, Five, Last the Royal, of Us, uh, The Last of Us Part Two. You the know what? How about, about we later? get into the news? Because I'll go ahead and tell you the first delay. New news, 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 <laughs> news, news. There we go. Doom Eternal has been delayed to March 2020. I saw that. Yeah, this uh, got posted by the official Doom account on Twitter. We got a little write up on here. Some good news hidden in here as well, though. But we'll let that come out in this statement. Throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across the board to make sure we're delivering the best experience for doom eternal to live up to our standards of speed and polish. We've made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 20th, 2020. We know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that doom eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. In addition to shifting the doom eternal launch date, we've made a couple of other changes that we wanted you to know invasion mode, which will allow you to enter another player's game as a playable demon Dark Soulsy will release no. as a free update shortly after launch. Doesn't Dark Souls have the invasions? Yeah, and it stuff? does. Yeah, but just continue. The Dark Souls <laughs> of first-person shooters. Dark Souls of Doom games. Doom Eternal for Nintendo Switch will release after the other platforms. We will announce that date in the future. Suck yeah, it, I'm not Switch. surprised about that. Well, that always happens with the Switch. Suck it, Switch. And Doom 64 will be available on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC in addition to the Nintendo Switch. We Damn. are adding Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal on all platforms, so you'll be able to download and play this classic game for free just for pre-ordering Doom Eternal for money. That's So it's not quite for free. I hate Doom. when they say that shit in these statements. Uh, Doom 64 will be released on March 20th, 2020 on all platforms. So even though it's coming out on Switch later, you're still going to get Doom 64 on March 20th if you pre-order on Switch. Is the, the what I'm getting from that statement. But that's the first time we had official confirmation that Doom 64 mm-hmm. was indeed coming to other platforms. Because so far, all we had seen was that announcement at the last Nintendo Direct that it was coming to Switch. And we were confused if that was maybe just because it's got 64 in the title and there's some sort of trademark issue with that. And if it was going to be rebranded or Mm -hmm. a different game entirely on the other platforms. So cool confirmation of that. I also did read uh, in another tweet that or another statement that um, you can buy Doom 64 separately. So it's not locked behind Behind pre-ordering. Yeah, it's just free if you pre-order. Okay. Yeah, didn't Uh, it say it was coming out March 20th? Well, coming out is yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, this statement again, it's just clarification because people oh, were that's what I got were curious yeah. if oh, it, it, obviously it's coming out. You get to play it on March twentieth, but not necessarily like oh, can I also go to PlayStation Network and buy it separately on March twentieth if I wanted it? Yeah, but that's what can. I got from that last sentence. Well, yeah. you know, not everyone out there is uh, just able to read the tea leaves quite as well as our boy. Ethan. Those were the tea leaves I just drank. <laughs> So, yeah, Doom 64 is coming Neat. later. Cool. Doom's coming later. I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer. I kind of don't really wanted to play it this year, but, you know, don't kill your staff. So I don't even know if it's they're killing the staff, I think, because there's been some weird rumors about just the like 
way things are going with the the story and everything and just the way the game's being made and I think they're doing multiplayer in-house this time so that's adding to the development time. Oh, did they not do it last time? No, that was something they had outsourced because okay. um, the multiplayer for Doom 2016 or whatever yeah. sucks. Does it? It's just bare bones and like okay. deathmatch stuff. It, it's right. clear that it was not made by the same team. I also really do not like the way the UI is right now. Have you seen any of the recent gameplay demos? No, I have not. It just, you should look at it. It's the user interface looks gross. Like really? it's just too much shit on the screen. Okay. It, there's just way too much going on. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they're trying to go back to the drawing board with, uh-huh. that they've had a lot of complaints about the way that looks. Next up, we got an interesting little story about the Overwatch for the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch. Yeah. The physical edition of the game does not actually come with a game cartridge in the box. It's just like a download code. It's, it's yeah, they're Fortniteing it. Yeah, exactly. Does Fortnite even have it? Yes. Oh, it did the same yes. thing? Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this kind of makes sense because it's one of those games that it just has so many updates but, anyway. Right. But why give it a box? Why not just sell it as like a card? Well, because, because people the, still like their physical cases. I think it's that, but not more than I that, I like think it's cartridge. a marketing thing. It's it's that you want to be able to see it as on the shelf next to, you know, Zelda next to these other big yeah. Mario games or Donkey Kong or whatever. Like it if it's on if it's a little card, then it gets shuffled off into the the section where all the gift cards are and But shit. I feel like obviously the cartridge is the important part, not the box. Yeah, I mean, like I well, think I mean, like for, the CD. I'm talking the, about for like physical. parents and stuff that are going to buy the game, and again, the, the window shoppers. And sure. To me, it's one of those things. That it makes sense. I get that. Like right now, you still you can't make a game like Overwatch on that platform and not put it in a store, and it needs to be next to the other games. Like that's just how it works. And I get from a technical perspective why it wouldn't. Why even pay for the cartridge? Because like the day, the second you plug that thing in. It's going to have some like fucking seasonal Hollywood, like Halloween update that goes on there. Counter offer. What's up? Because people want it. No, I know. But it, do you just want an empty cartridge <laughs> that points to the download and does it that way? I want like a cartridge the, that when I put it in, it downloads the game. That's what I'm saying. But isn't like, that what it, like isn't that technically what like our CDs do for PlayStation? No, uh, the cartridges on the switch like they play off the cartridge. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't like our discs on the PlayStation, they copy and install the game to the system. Yeah. That's not what a Switch cartridge does. It works like your Game Boy. Like, when you play a Game Boy game, you're not installing <sighs> the game to your Game Boy. It's on the cartridge. What I'm saying is this is such a live game that has so many updates anyway, you're going to have to download yeah, I get that. That's a why significant I'm saying, amount of patches. That's why anyway. I like... I mean, I'm not and calling it's the same it my you, idea, but... When you put you Overwatch the on the PS4... It still downloads the entire yeah, game. You're right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. The like, disc isn't done. Doesn't you do still anything. get your cartridge with the little Overwatch picture on it or whatever the fuck they want. I guess. That, that was and then it downloads asking. it. Do you and just then want you an just... empty cartridge that just is like a thing that's like a download code. It says, hey, this is the physical copy. But I mean, it's actually no. there's no game data. On I don't it. want the code. <laughs> to, I don't want to have to type in the code on the card. I want the cartridge to still download it for me. Yeah. But then I take the cartridge out and put it on the shelf and never touch think, it again. Well, cause the big thing for switch owners, but it still needs the little picture on it. Is that know? the physical like, copy has the benefit of, you don't have to have a whole lot of space taking up an install. True. Because yeah, you have yeah, the expandable yeah. storage. You only have 32 gigs on the internal. Yeah. And so that's, where, like a, that's why they even have like on all the switch games. I don't know how many times, how many physical switch games you've looked at and stuff. They all have like that note on there that says either, Hey, this requires yeah, 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 uh, like a, a significant download or whatever. 
like I think like NBA 2K was the first one where it's like you plug the thing in, you still have to download like a 10 gigabyte patch or some oh, shit, okay. which is like half of your internal storage mm. or close to it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's there so that you know, oh, well, I need to have an SD card if I'm going to play this game. But this is one where day one, you're going to have a 10 gigabyte patch because new characters are there, new maps, maps load in, modes, yeah. all the new user interface changes, all the every time there's a new season, mm-hmm. huge download. So it does make sense to me from Blizzard's perspective of why waste money on this cartridge when it's like it's not actually. Oh, I mean, I it's get not it. saving you internal storage. I get anything. it. Yeah, but, but it, you know, people still like the cartridge. And yeah. uh, I mean, we also have all that news now that like fifty percent or more of digital sales, or I mean, of sales for video games now, now are, are digital. digital. Yeah, it, we've we've hit that inflection point where eventually this won't be necessary. People but are lazy. For now, Shocker! It's not laziness. No, it's, it's, it's convenience. It's convenience. convenience. Yeah. I'm not kidding. You know what? You know what? I wouldn't say are it's you an argument. You just say convenience is lazy. You know what? You guys are right. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, indeed. Yeah. Fuck Blizzard, man. <laughs> I actually did. Uh, Freedom for I, Hong Kong. You actually did fuck Blizzard? <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, I fucked Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, no, I uninstalled Overwatch and Battle last night. I had to. I just realized I haven't played it. Yeah. I well, that too. I also, I sure PS4. showed them. <laughs> I did, man. <laughs> I put my foot down. Yeah, you sure showed them. <laughs> They'll see it. They'll know. They'll go and they'll be like, where's Andrew been? Andrew hasn't been here in a while. Yeah. And they'll see it and they'll be like, hey, we miss you, buddy. Tier. Yeah. Next up, and I'm going a little out of order, boys. I, okay. I know I'm, I'm keeping it, keeping you on your toes. Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. You know, let's, uh, let's just dive right into the big one. Okay. The PlayStation 5 is real. Yep. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> it is a real thing. That's the official name. We were just talking about this uh, like a week or two ago, I think. About how technically Sony's been kind of like tiptoeing around. Oh, it's the next gen PlayStation. They had really given it a name. Yeah. It's officially the PlayStation 5. Of course it would be. Sony did another uh, deep dive look with Wired.com. This is the same way they revealed the PlayStation 5 the first time they talked about it when they were talking about the new SSD and all that stuff and backwards compatibility and how the new console is going to go. Well, isn't that whenever they were showing off like how good the new Spider-Man runs on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't show that in the article, but that was one of the things they referenced where right. they were like, "Oh, here was the, the we had a we saw." Did a you see that leaked video thing. though? Of how yes, I did. It yeah. was fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's very cool what they're doing. There's a couple of new little tidbits of information we got from this little breakdown. This is a long article, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. Feel free to look it up, like at Wired.com, PlayStation Five. You'll, You'll find see it, it right away. Yeah. But the three biggest things that they noted when talking about this was uh, right off the bat, Mark Cerny clarified a couple of statements they had made when they had the first reveal when they were talking about ray tracing support Mm -hmm. on PlayStation 5, that there was kind of some speculation, I think undue speculation, because I think at this point, ray tracing is no longer just a buzzword. Mm -hmm. It's clear. We've seen very clear instances of what it's for the difference it has in games like Control and Metro Exodus. Yeah. It's not just a thing to put on the box where it's like, oh, it's a graphical feature that you're never going to see the difference of. Like, there are clear visual differences when using this technology, when yeah. doing it right. Stuff like Battlefield Five, where, like, you can see in a puddle someone, like, running around the corner because right. it's being reflected in a way that in pri- previous, like, technologies could not do. do. It just yeah. was impossible to do it. And he went ahead and clarified that the ray tracing solution is, in fact, hardware-based. What that means is that it's not software running on the CPU the same way like a game is. Mm-hmm. It's actually a dedicated portion of the graphics processor in the PlayStation 5 will handle ray tracing operations the same way that NVIDIA's RTX okay. lines of cards well, do. Well, I would hope well, so. Well, 2080s. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Well, like, on, like, honestly, from a, a just an obvious point, like... A, 
Precisely. It makes sense. That, that's like, what I, that's why I was saying the the speculation was kind of undo undo. You know, you build, not do. You build a car, it runs one way just cuz you upgrade the computer system that, you know, makes the lights go on. It's not going to run any faster. Mm. Yeah, like Yeah, just, if it was a software solution, it clearly would limit a lot like what the actual impl- like implementations would be. It being hardware based means that we could see stuff similar to the real time reflections and shit that we saw in control and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, could I mean, like this might even just be a dumb question. Could software ever be more or higher? Ugh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? More advanced, more performative than the hardware. Like that wouldn't make no. sense, right? A lot of times, what the difference comes from the hardware can't achieve a certain effect that we're looking for, so we wrote a software that will do it. The best right. way to get more performance is for it to be done on a hardware level. Right. Because that means the hardware itself, you're not feeding it software. You're telling, you're saying, hey, microwave, do this thing. Yeah. Do the popcorn. <laughs> you know the popcorn is 130 instead of me having to push in the timer yeah, that says 130. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's slightly, it's a quicker way of achieving the same operations when you can do it on a hardware Cut level. Cut out the middleman. Yeah, exactly. We still don't know what that means as far as like how extensive, how strong the hardware will be. Obviously, it's probably not going to be the same as the NVIDIA, the high-end graphics cards right now. That's rarely how it works out for mm-hmm. consoles. But on the other hand, we do have every once in a while that generation where some sort of console hardware, because of the fact that it's made to be so performative, because it has to be optimized to work on this kind of software, that it can do something more than what a PC could do. It's been a long time since we saw that. I would say probably around the, like with the PS2, that was a big deal with hmm. like the emotion engine. Like there were things that that console could do that like a, a high end PC, even the absolutely even do. highest end PC. Yeah. The hardware just wasn't designed to do the same things that like the emotion engine in the PS2 okay. was. So who knows? Just a light clarification that it is hardware based. That's a big deal. And what was the other big one? Um, I know they talked about, oh, they confirmed that the PS5 was going to have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Nice. Which was a big deal that kind of a, a shocker when the PS4 Pro didn't come with one, even yeah. though the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S both play 4K Blu-rays. Uh, even the S? Yes, the S. That was why I bought one originally, because it was the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player you could get. When huh. that oh, yeah. I think I remember launched. you telling me that whenever you first bought it. Yeah, because most of the, blu- the 4K Blu-ray players were all like $500, $600, and you could get the low-end Xbox One S for like $250. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a no-brainer Like if you just wanted something to throw in your living room to handle that. They also confirmed that uh, PS5 games are going to use 100 gigabyte optical discs, Damn. which are the the high end for what you can what, put like 4K on Blu-ray movies come on. Mm-hmm. So, so games are going to be like $70. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that the disc is more expensive. I'm still in I the mind. We makes, might it see if it's more expensive hike. to use it. What do you mean? Like it's they have to pass that that cost on to somewhere. You don't think they're going to charge it towards the consumer? The disc costs maybe two cents more oh, okay. than a standard Blu-ray. You yeah. said high end. You can't toss around. I mean, high end is like race buzzwords. No, 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 I didn't mean high end. Isn't I just mean like the low end of 4K Blu-rays is the sure. standard 50 gigabyte disc. I just meant from sure. a like how much storage sure. they hold. Sure. Sorry, I I, I didn't mean to confuse you. But everybody's as smart as you are, Travis. I'm sorry. I didn't know that I'm everyone sorry. was so dumb. I'm sorry. Oh, I just didn't understand. Y'all's lovers' quarrels are cute. Now, an issue, though, that we are going to be coming up with is just how big games are, because they have already confirmed that solid state storage is what's going to be in the console. That's still the the gap is closing, but it's still a lot more expensive than a hard drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially for the size you can get. So there the rumors are right now that it's going to be a one terabyte solid state drive. Okay. Which is the same as what comes in a PS4 Pro now. Mm -hmm. So the size is the same. 
But the but games are bigger. If your standard AAA game is a hundred gigabytes, that thing's gonna go up quick. You can only fit like ten games, games on there. Yeah, yeah. if you consider that's like perfect the, the, for the, me. I know Ethan's <laughs> like beautiful. That's two more than I have installed. That now. forces everybody to buy a game, play it, and then. Well, first you gotta buy a game, Ethan. Yeah, if there's seventy dollars, I, I would not be surprised hey man, he if he can't goes buy up. a game right now. He's got to play Classic WoW. Sixty nine ninety nine. I can see it. Dire Maul comes out next week. No, wait. Fuck, Dire Maul comes out today. I don't know what that means. Tomorrow. Uh, I. That's fine. Ethan, how much have you spent on Apex Legends this month? Have you spent more than seventy dollars on Apex this, Legends this month? Ever? Total, cumulative. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. I think you'll be okay if you have to pay sixty nine. Would like it be easier? It. It's a good game. Would it be easier for them if you like went to Best Buy and 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 Naughty Dog was like, hey, your next <laughs> PS five game, it's six easy payments of fifteen dollars, like fifteen fourteen yeah, ninety nine I mean, or whatever. Just take it out of my PlayStation account. Yeah, there you go. Just <laughs> <laughs> sign up for the the Last of Us two subscription. Lay, a layaway <laughs> plan. Yeah, a layaway On your seventy dollar game. <laughs> Seven ninety nine for thirty six weeks. Yeah, so games could be getting bigger, but something else that they had mo- mentioned in this article was uh, they used a Spider Man as example that certain uh, files in the game were duplicated like up to two hundred times on the disc to make it easier for the hard drive seeking to, to find it. Yeah, like so if you have multiple copies, well, then the hard it. drive doesn't have to seek as yeah. often to get mm-hmm. to what you're loading. Because it can find it so is more that why, often. Is that why in that video, like everything was loading so quick? I don't know if that's why. Mm-hmm. I mean, partly, it was probably because that section was just, it's something that they, they fine tuned that demo on. Yeah, for exactly. the PS5. Uh-huh. But it does mean that maybe some of these games, especially these open world ones, aren't going to have to duplicate assets They'll as much. They'll dial it back. Which could help shrink the file size. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, nice. Well, say Watch Dogs 3 might be a 70 gigabyte game on PS4, mm-hmm. you could be looking at something that's maybe 40 to 50 on, on the PS5, PS5 version because oh. they don't have to duplicate as much stuff. Okay. So it, it remains to be seen. They definitely, there is going to have to be some sort of solution because something else to consider is that if all these games are designed now where the solid state drive is like your baseline, mm-hmm. like a lot of games have been designed, even the PC side of games have been designed, keeping in mind that there's a subset of people that are going to be using a hard drive. So they can't make the game to specifically take it full advantage of a solid state drive because then that would that would mean that game runs really great on there. And then you've got like five minute load times if you want to do it on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Now that solid state drives are going to be the baseline standard. Yeah, it's possible. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's going to be interesting to see how can we have expandable storage at that point, because right now you run out of space on your PS4. You can go to Walmart. You can buy an eight terabyte external hard drive and plug it into USB. Yep. This solid state drive is a proprietary storage method because Sony's already gone out of the way to say it's faster than any solid state drive that exists on the market today. Jesus. Including like the highest of the high end PC parts. Like you cannot (laughs) buy a solid state drive as fast as what what we're putting in the PS5. The the way it's working on PS5 right now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right now. Now, when the PS5 comes out, yeah, exactly. I know that we've got like PCIe. before, They're always super working duper on the PC next nerd one. Lingo. Yeah. yeah, PCIe four is going to be around the corner. Okay. Once that happens, they've already yeah they'll that already might be what Sony's doing now is like their in house version of what PCIe four will be. It's just a way to say hey, it's fast as fuck. Yeah. No guys, it stops <laughs> here. If it's that it's fast, as fast as they're gonna get. If it's that fast and it's that proprietary, how am I going to? If Make I it- do need more space, add another terabyte, add another two, four, eight terabytes for these big ass games. 
Because a hard drive, like you do can't you do it on a hard drive anymore. Bring into maybe. Oh, really? So they're not going to let well, you be able to do it. That's what I'm saying. If every game is designed to run on the SSD, oh, okay, and you plug in an external hard drive, it would just wouldn't work. It's not going to no, be your know, super fast Spider-Man game. Much, oh, right. I don't know much about like SE, S, whatever solid yeah. state drives and how easy they are to interchange them or something. But maybe that might be like their next kind of accessory they look into is their own sort of this is extra storage with our logo on it. Which would suck ass because that's what the Vita did. It, and it really it. would suck ass, but <laughs> that's one of the things that killed the Vita. Was but also, it, I want to go back to your point storage where where you were kind of giving this compromise with with you know graphics and cost and everything like that and parts. But I think it's a business at the end of the day, and they have like a marketing team that works in with their development department. It's probably pricing with their costs. It's probably going to be about the same. Whether maybe we end up paying five dollars more for stuff throughout the whole entirety of it because you know they've reached a nice point with everything cost wise how much we're willing to pay for whatever yeah i think they'll keep it kind of around the same range Just, i think they have to yeah. i mean these are questions they're gonna have to have an answer for before the system launches and not after because these are questions people are gonna be asking like even the i'd say even your average 10 year old nowadays has had a point at some time in their PlayStation where they 4 have to or Xbox Live cycle yeah. where Fortnite wants to update. It says I don't have enough space. Everyone's got a smartphone. I don't know many 10-year-olds. They take pictures. They record videos. You run out of storage on there. I oh, have well, it on my Switch the other day. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, I think it's in the forefront of people's minds, maybe more than it was at the beginning of this generation. Oh, it's absolutely, yeah, like a, a th- People a know they have yeah. data caps. They know that they're paying for unlimited data on their phones and shit. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. after you buy a couple of, like you said, those really big, hefty games, yeah. you know, like The Last of Us 2 or whatever uh, for the PS5. Which is another one that that game is going to yeah. be a two Blu-ray disc, so we know it's going to be around 100 PS5. gigs. Yeah, like, and maybe you get, what, what another couple, and then, yeah, you realize... Uh, this is adding up. I think we've had enough of those questions this generation where people are going to be like, oh, it's, it has a terabyte. The back of this box says this game requires 100 gigs of space. I will Th- say that's easy math. That's 10 games. When or so. I did upgrade to the pro, it was much less of a concern at the rate I go, at least. Well, yeah, you because you went from a 500 gig hard drive to a one terabyte. Yeah. You doubled up. Yeah. This and is I also be, am very, you know, I keep my list very small, kind of. But I, I'm looking at the people that are like maybe on my side of it where it's like I have a one terabyte drive inside. I have another two terabyte drive plugged in externally and I still every once in a while have to delete something. And it's not that big a deal because now my internet's fast enough where I, it, it's like your problem. I can yeah, just to delete so it, redownload stuff. stuff. Like, it's easier for me now, but a lot of the country is not like that. What are you still. holding on to? Like just, I got games I'm going to play. <laughs> you know, I got things that I'm going to play, you know, it, it's there. So when I want to play it, it's I don't have I to guess, wait five I minutes. guess as an American, you have that one. Exactly, that right. I do. One of the other things he was talking about in this interview was the uh, new user interface changes. And a couple of those involve, well, we're talking about storage. Quoting uh, the Wired article, however, game installation, which is mandatory given the speed difference between the solid state drive and the optical I don't drive. Like that. Don't force that on me. Will be a, it's been forced on you this entire <laughs> generation. Will be a bit different than on PS4. This time around, aided in part by simplified game data possible with the solid state drive, Sony is changing its approach to storage, making for a more reasonable installation. I'm sorry, more configurable installation. I don't know where I got reasonable from. And removal process. Quote, rather than treating games like a big block of data, we're allowing finer grained access to the data. That could mean the ability to install just a game's multiplayer campaign, leaving the single player campaign for another time, or just installing the whole thing and then deleting the single player campaign once you've installed or finished it. Regardless of what parts of the game you choose to install and play, 
you'll be able to stay abreast of it via a completely revamped user interface. PS4's bare bones home screen at times feels frozen in amber. You can see what your friends have recently done or even what game title they might be playing at the moment, but without launching an individual title, there's no way to see what single player missions you could do or what multiplayer matches you can join. Quote, even though it will be fairly fast to boot games, we don't want the player to have to boot the game see what's up, boot the game, see what's up. Multiplayer game servers will provide the console with the set of joinable activities in real time. Single player games will provide information like what missions you could do and what rewards you might receive for completing them. And all of those choices will be visible in the UI. As a player, you can just jump right into whatever you like. So what he's saying there is like from your home screen, you can like hover over the icon for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, immediately see Ethan's playing deathmatch here. And then here's his video like you could watch a stream of him doing that right there. Jesus. He's at this position on the leaderboard. He's been playing for this much time. Yeah. If you join in a multiplayer match, here's your reward you might get for doing it. It's like all the stuff you see in like the Apex home screen yeah. or whatever. But now you but can just like hover over the icon. It'll be directly it. in the user interface. Yeah. Wow. And all of that, of course, is going to be dependent on the developer and what they choose to put there and whatnot. But it sounds like they're going to have a lot more... Um, a lot more options for what they can put in that little section. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that I care so much <laughs> just because I don't like usually if I want to play a game, I'm the type where it's like, ooh, I know what I want to play before I even turn on my console. If it's rare that I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, oh, I can get this checkbox complete. Cool. I'll hop into this game for a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. like, I, I think I know what I want to do beforehand. But it's weird, actually, that they're talking about the UI like that. So ahead of time and before instead of just like showing it. Yeah. Uh a lot of the stuff that they're doing with uh, the wired exposés on the playstation are kind of odd like we haven't actually seen any videos of the console or anything yet and there hasn't been like an actual playstation event reveal like they did for the ps4 i I assume we'll see one in like march or something maybe maybe it doesn't have like a box yet no yeah the the design of the console is not done i just mean like a video like that user interface idea it's it seems better like show us a mock-up but like oh, in, the, in the article, like yeah. kind of screen cap of what the UI looks like to show it better that way. Maybe it's a little too soon for that. Maybe all this is still being worked on. But it, it's weird to go into detail about that kind of stuff when you haven't saying, like yeah. made it to a point where, yeah, we could even show a picture of what it looks like. So who knows how much of this is even going to be there day one. Because if you all remember, it's probably been a while since you've seen a game I that actually it. does this right. But the beginning of this generation was the one where they were going to start pushing a lot of the play as you download thing. Where like you'll download the game. It'll oh, be like partially, oh, yeah. time until ready to play. It'll mm-hmm. download like the first portion of it. And then you can jump in, start playing the game. Yeah. It'll download the rest in the background. Rarely do games even bother with that anymore. I see it every once in a while. Exactly. Every mm-hmm. once in a while. But it, like that was such a big, oh, hey, this is the big new feature for this next generation. That we hardly no, see No, but it. yeah, I never use it. And anytime I see that, I'm just like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, I'd rather wait. Yeah, because yeah. there's plenty of games where it say that. And it is just like, oh, it opens up the game to a screen that says, hey, we're still installing. Yeah. It doesn't uh-huh. actually let you do right? anything. So it's like, what's the point? They talked a little bit about the controller, which will probably be the DualShock 5. Yeah. And uh, one of the features that they were talking about was the adaptive triggers they can offer varying levels of resistance to make, as an example, shooting a bow and arrow feel like the real thing. Oh. The intention increasing as you pull the arrow back yeah. or make a machine gun feel different than a shotgun. So like different, literally like amounts of force required to pull the trigger. Yeah. Like in real time. And uh-huh. So like, say you like hunting in the last of us too, and Ellie pulls out her bow and you, you know, the, the, the trigger would like resist as you like pull back. Yeah. And probably require more force to hold it down versus mm. so if you do just doing a quick pull That's, or something. I could, see that being cool but i can also see that being kind of annoying 
It depends. Yeah, it, uh, it's funny too because they've dabbled in stuff like that before with like the PS2 controller because it actually had those pr- uh, pressure sensitive buttons. Really? Yeah. Um, they ditched it with PS3, I believe. But yeah, like an example was on um, like Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh-huh. If you the button that you use to either like choke someone out or whatever, if you're just lightly holding it down, you're holding them, and if you push it all the way, you'll start to actually like oh uh, choke them out, choke, choke them out, and like knock them out that way. <laughs> and then uh, same with the uh, triggers on the gun. Like the lighter the sensitivity was, the more slowly he'd pull the trigger. Okay. And I think in the Gran Turismo games, it was the same thing where you could speed up or slow down depending on how hard you're pushing the button, the, button. the trigger for that. Okay. So they dabbled in stuff like this before, but I think this sounds pretty cool. It'll be. It's another feature where it's like, is it only going to be first party games that use this, or is this something? How easier can like yeah, third we'll, party apps do this? Well, Xbox have a version of this as well, so like every Call of Duty game going forward has something similar. That it, we'll see. They were also talking about how there's a lot more haptic feedback in this controller that sounds like it's going to be similar to like the Switch's HD Rumble, where you're going to be able to feel more specifically like what is actually going like if you're riding a horse, like it's going to instead of just like a generic vibration, oh, okay. you might feel yeah. like the click clack of the. The hooves, yeah. like the left one, the left control, left side of the controller, the right one, the right side, or the mm-hmm. back or the front or whatever. So haptic feedback, good stuff. Everybody likes haptic feedback. You like when you press a button on your phone, it kind of vibrates under your finger? A little bit, yeah. Feels good. Yeah. I like that feedback. Ethan's looking all cute, all snuggled up over there. Cold. Feels good. Cold. Feels real good. Uh, there's also a little like hole on the controller somewhere that's supposedly going to be a microphone. Uh, they didn't talk too much about that on here. But there was a patent that came out recently from Sony that's going to be some sort of like voice assistant on the PlayStation. As long as it, as long as it's like strictly for the UI and they don't like implement it in the games or anything. I don't know. I could see it being implemented in games. Yeah, I hate that because I just remember. I remember when I had a DS. The DS had a microphone, yeah. and playing certain games would require you to like yell or like blow into it or something like that. And then you're just like you're the asshole fucking on the bus, just like just you know. Yeah, just blow. Yeah, just blow, bro. Blow, bro. I kind of like the idea of having the voice assistant. I, I love my Google Home. Your well, PlayStation sucks. Like the PS4 already <laughs> does kind of have like a voice assistant, but it's like really basic voice commands. This yeah. is supposed supposedly this could be something more on the level of like a Siri. Okay. Or like I said, a Google. Like yeah, Google you could assistant. like go up, boot, your, boot up your PlayStation, and be like, "Hey, PlayStation, what's the weather?" You know. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. send Ethan a message. LOL, you suck. Smiley face. <laughs> Get good. Yeah. Tongue butthole. Tongue your butthole. butthole. (laughs) Oh, here we go. So, yeah, they were talking about a demo that was shown to Wired. They had a dev kit that they brought with them with a version of Gran Turismo Sport Mm -hmm. running on it. And they used that to demo the haptic feedback of the controller. And they gave the example here of driving on the border between the track and the dirt. You could feel the difference between both surfaces on the controller at the same time. The new controller is going to have a USB Type-C connection. Okay. That's always good. Fast charging. Yeah. Because uh, what are these? These are it's a micro micro or USB mini or whatever yeah. the fuck you call it. I don't I don't remember. So yeah, yeah and so the it'll have micro like USB doesn't do fast charger. No, okay, no, this one will though. And they're also going to have a larger capacity battery. Oh, that's nice. Which is very nice. Yeah, because yeah. the battery not not that great. Yeah, no. Yeah, because how many? Uh, what's the standard hours you think you get out of these? Four, six, four, twenty five minutes, thirty minutes, something <laughs> okay. like that. No, nice. it's. It, Nice. Honestly, it's not too bad because, I, like I said, I have that charging station where I can just like plop one yeah, off. I, I keep more, mine yeah. like at a strict. It turns off every tw- ten minutes, and I'm still charging mine all the time. I feel like. Wasn't I at your apartment not long ago, and I wanted to like turn off the controller, and you didn't want me to because you're like the system will turn it off on its own. <laughs> 
And I was like, but I could just turn it off manually now. And it was just one of your weird Ethan moments where you just like wouldn't let me turn off the controller. Or I think I wanted to put the console in rest mode or something. Or No, Travis, what? it'll do it by itself. Or, or was it, do you charge your controller while the system's off? Do you plug it in to charge? Mm, I think it, it charges for like 30 minutes and then it stops charging it after, after you turn the... The yeah, so you have the USB power chart to turn yeah, off yeah, after yeah. 30? Yeah, yeah. Why not four hours? Because I don't know. Wouldn't that... I don't know. I just don't? I don't remember. There was, it was just a weird <laughs> moment where I was like, why would you do it that way? You're like, shut up. Leave me alone. Does that... Because I don't want my PS4 working overtime? I don't know. Like, what? I don't know. It's in rest <laughs> mode. If it's, if it's still resting, but it's got to do a job, is it really resting? Yeah. It's like Goku. It's half he, resting? When, he's, when he can't keep up Super Saiyan Blue, so he just goes down to regular Super Saiyan and fights like that. Because like even when he's in regular Super Saiyan, he's still calm enough. I don't think the that he's regaining 4 enough. is even like Super Saiyan. It is. Okay. Trust me. All right. PS5 is Super Saiyan Blue. <laughs> I trust you. What else do we got here? Uh, still talking about the SSD. Yeah, I think I think that was the, those were the big ones. Yeah, so that's PlayStation 5. Go out and get one. Oh, and oh, yep. probably should have mentioned this. They did confirm it's coming out holiday 2020. So Dope. Please it's look forward to it. It's next year. It is next year. It's a whole year away. It's like a year away. Yeah. What is this shitty controller I'm looking at? It's a Google Stadia controller. Magoogula? It's like a mix between the PlayStation and the Xbox controller. Magoogula? Next up, Google Stadia is on a collision course with broadband caps, study shows. That's from Carl Bode over at Vice.com. With game streaming service Google Stadia dropping next month, a new study suggests that 6 million gamers are about to get a crash course on the problems with broadband usage caps. Was that, Ethan? You, you have doubts that 6 million people are going to do Google Stadia? That number sounds a little high to me personally, but we'll yep. see. Maybe the pre-order numbers are good. I don't know. Maybe there's a bunch <laughs> of dum-dums out there pre-ordering this stupid Google Stadia Pro thing before they've even had a chance to try it. Broadband caps are, if you didn't know, complete nonsense. There's no technical reason for them to exist, and they don't actually help internet service providers manage network congestions. Experts say the real purpose of such limits is to covertly jack up your already expensive broadband bill mm-hmm. and punish customers looking to cut the cord on traditional cable TV services. Google's new Stadia streaming service is about to shine a light on the unfairness of such limits. The service, which eliminates the local console by streaming all games from the cloud, will consume as much as 15.75 gigabytes per hour at 4K resolution. With U.S. monthly broadband caps as low as 150 gigabytes in many regions, you can start to see the problem. A new study by broadband availability tracking firm Broadband Now found that 6 million of the country's 34 million gamers will exceed their broadband caps using Stadia. ISPs impose usage caps as high as one terabyte and then sock you with an additional surcharges for extra bandwidth consumed. Needless to say, that gets expensive quickly. Quote, our survey findings point to a potential disconnect between consumers and the services they use, showing that our transition into game streaming nirvana may be a bumpier one than any expect. According to data from the NPD group, America's estimated 30 million gamers play 22 hours per week on average. Where are you guys sitting in there? Would you say 22 hours per week on Apex? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yep. Three hours a day, maybe? Three hours a day playing mm-hmm. video games? Not necessarily Apex, just... So 15 games. a week it's probably, it's probably a little shy that's probably about what i get to you know you're coming up it's gonna be a lot more <laughs> were those gamers to all shift to stadia as their primary game platform at 4k they'd burn through roughly 1386 gigabytes of data monthly great scott and that's just the bandwidth consumed by gaming it doesn't include music and video streaming or other activities the result will be an even higher broadband bill for u.s consumers who already pay some of the highest prices in the developed world for bandwidth. For many, this will be a surprise. Of the 943 gamers surveyed by the company, 
Only 17% were certain they had a broadband cap. 21% say they weren't sure one way or another whether their broadband was metered. So to me, that just says they all probably have caps. Just most of them maybe haven't hit it quite yet. Mm-hmm. They'd find out real quick yeah. that first month yeah. <laughs> if they've got one and what it 15 is. 15 gigabytes an hour. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're if you're going to stream like Destiny two at four K, you know, yeah, it makes sense. But still, well, that's any game. That's the thing. It, it could be something even. It could be Tetris at four K. Like it's a video stream, no matter what. Right. So you're con- like it's the resolution. Of course, complexity can affect how much data is necess- needed to stream it and stuff. But that's probably going to be around the average, and I think it's about half that for like Netflix four K, mm-hmm. just because the the bit rates are a bit lower because video can compress a little more easily because it's not as dynamic. Okay. Like when you have a video, like you, this frame will always look like this frame. Yeah. Whereas a video game, you could have jumped left. You could have jumped yeah, right. It's, it's constantly changing. It's yeah. Cha- yeah. So there's not as much room to, to optimize how, how small you can get those videos. So it's always going to be a lot bigger streaming these videos like this quote. ISPs have a strong history of staying ahead of consumer trends. And if you look at the history of data caps in those small number of markets, the trend over time when music streaming and downloading became popular, especially in the early days when it was not necessarily legitimate data caps moved up. And then with the evolution of TV and film streaming data caps moved up again. And we expect that will continue to be the case. Other analysts are basically saying that over time they might, if this really does become a big enough thing that they'll start increasing those caps as it goes, because I I read some study not long ago that was basically like all of these ISPs and like telephone companies and stuff. They want to try to get everyone on average paying 150 a month. Really? Whether it's between, Oh, you only have cell service through them, so let's try to get you an unlimited plan or whatever. Or if you know you have AT and T for your cell phone plan and your internet, and they'll be like, "Oh, we'll bundle it together, help save you money," but you still end up paying around one hundred fifty dollars a month or whatever. That's like the sweet spot they try to get everybody. Right. So they'll probably ease up on the caps a little bit as this goes, but it's still bullshit. Like I said. Well, yeah, yeah, caps have no reason to exist. But the article continues. But that's not necessarily actually true. Most ISPs see little competition in their markets. Therefore, there's little to no incentive to raise caps or stop hammering consumers with suspicious surcharges. As a result, many caps haven't risen much in the last decade. AT&T's 150 gigabyte monthly DSL cap and $10 per 50 gigabyte overage fees, for example, were imposed in 2011 and haven't moved since. And I think that's what we had before I upgraded my internet because I, I was paying a $30 a month fee for unlimited data on an internet connection, which is already absurd. Really? Yeah. This was just nice. Cause I hadn't actually seen the per hour data cost of this. And yeah, it, it's another negative and a long list of cons for Google stadia that I think people just aren't thinking of. But at the same time, I'm still not hearing a whole lot of people really care. You've got a couple of diehard fans that are like subscribed to their subreddit or whatever, but I'm still not seeing articles all over the place about people being excited for Google Stadium. No, like, yeah, and even then, anything. like like he says, you know, some people just aren't aren't paying attention to this. And yeah, whenever like you know, because it sounds like a great deal, like hey, just get this controller in a, in a Chromecast and you can play all these great games and everything like that. Yeah, and then yeah, that data cap limit's going to be real. And even then, like people for like live in the Midwest or something like that, like their internet's not nearly as great as like people who live on the coast. Oh, absolutely. And you think that'd be a benefit for some of those people because in areas where it's further to drive out to go to a store where yeah, you can to buy go get a, game, a game or something, you could just if stream at least it from the home. internet was nice. Then, yeah, you could stream it or whatever. But it's still it's just not that way yet. Mm-hmm. And I laughed so hard the other day because one of the bigger proponents of Google Stadia I've seen was Greg Miller over at Kind of Funny. Yeah, he's super about it. But he posted something on Twitter the other day where he was at a hotel trying to stream uh remote play or something from his PS4 and the hotel's internet shit out on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, 
Because his big thing is, oh, it's going to be so great when I can take my Google Stadia Chromecast thing and go play like Assassin's Creed on my hotel TV. Mm-hmm. And my first thought in the back of my head is like, the, don't know why the internet, hotel internet hotel is, is garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're ser- selling like one shitty speed internet connection that you're splitting between like 50 rooms. Yeah. It's always bad. I've heard there's like tricks for it and you can like ask them sometimes, but I, I really don't know. That's what I want to do when I have my easy to plug and play Google Stadia is have to go and find the trick for each hotel. I'm <laughs> yeah, at. right. And have to find the right representative who even knows what the fuck they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because most of the time with my internet. some help desk is just going to be like, hey, can I get fast internet? And they're just like, no. Yeah, Bye. exactly. And it's just so weird because Google Stadia, it's still, it, it's out in November for the, is it that the founders package. Wow. Yeah, but that's the founders one that's like $130 for the okay. controller and three months of pro. Oh, okay. They still haven't said any pricing, or I'm sorry, uh, release date for the standard one like that's free where you don't pay for the founders pack. Okay. They still haven't announced that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like communication has been kind of weird. You think at this point there almost would have been like a, like a best buy or something like some sort of like show for demo. Like we're a month out from this thing supposed to be launching. There hasn't been some event where like, Hey, go try out Google stadia in your town. Yeah. Just to, to show people and get the word out and start talking about it. Well, the closer we get to this, it's more and more seeming like just one of those Google projects that they kind of like, Trying out back away from, and then we stop talking about it. So oh, like, Google, like Google Glass, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Can't buy Google Glass anymore. That tie kind of didn't work out, yeah. Anyway, next up, this is like kind of a late breaking story that just got announced today. Volition, they did all the different Saints Row games. They had a Saints Row 2 11th anniversary stream on Twitch today. During the stream, one of the developers said that they found the PC source code for the original outsourced port and. Now they have that source code. They are patching the game, and it's going to be uh, basically a, a whole new release of the game. Like it's it's getting a new uh, release ID and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be free for anyone that owns the game already on Steam. And uh, the fixes and updates include Steamworks support for multiplayer. So this was one of those older games that used GameSpy back when that was still a thing. What is that? GameSpy was like the it was like a multiplayer service backend. For games like in the like mid nineties to early two thousands, okay, this is like pre Steam days. Okay, this is from Wikipedia. Gamespy was a provider of online multiplayer and matchmaking middleware for video games. The company originated from a Quake fan site, and let's see, oh, I forgot they merged with IGN back in two thousand four. That's how long ago all this was. <laughs> Basically, anything had multiplayer matchmaking in the late nineties okay. and early two thousands used Gamespy essentially, unless right. it was like something like Quake where you had like self hosted servers and shit. But uh, so they're switching that over to Steamworks. So that'll be nice. That means it works because GameSpy has been shut down for years. So those games, <laughs> multiplayer just haven't worked. Yeah. And any game that didn't get updated, like it's just just abandoned. Doesn't work. Yeah. DLC that was previously only on the console versions is being added into this for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, draw distance is increased, presumably beyond whatever limited version was on the PS3 and 360 versions. Better resolution support, including ultra wide. So that's a big deal. I think this is one of those games where it's like locked to 16 by nine resolutions. Oh, and like anything that's not that just has like a letterboxing and mm-hmm. it's really janky. Yeah. Higher quality audio, some uh, performance fixes as well. Cause this was a game that like when this port came out, it was like busted, just bad. And it's still busted. Like hopefully this fixes a lot of these Straight issues. Straight up. Busted. Like you could have <laughs> like one of those top end like Intel i nine, GTX 2080 still it'll run. still run at like 20 FPS sometimes Jesus like it's just, it's really really busted wasn't up. it like one of those Arkham games that came out was also had a really bad PC port uh, not nearly as bad as this that okay. was Arkham Knight it just had some issues with performance no this one was like specifically like really terrible 
But yeah, that's so funny. Uh, you hear stories about this every once in a while, but the fact that you had to just stumble upon the source code for this game and we're like, hey, this will be a fun weekend project. Let's fix some bugs <laughs> yeah. and re-release it on Steam. It's really cool of them to do. I think I even have this in my library somewhere, so I'll probably download that and give it a try. I'll let everyone know if Saints Row 2 is running any better after this comes out. Yeah, give us your Saints Row 2 review. Hell yeah, you know I will. Post-patch. Next, we got an interesting job listing over at NVIDIA. Of course, the manufacturers of the... Uh, Graphics cards. World-famous graphics cards. Mm-hmm. And RTX. also the uh, GPU inside the Nintendo GameCube. Really? Yep. Some job listings have revealed a game remastering studio. The quote from Forbes reads, uh, NVIDIA has a lot riding on the success of its GeForce RTX cards. The Santa Clara, California company is beating the real-time ray tracing drum loudly, adamant on being known as the champion of that technology before AMD steals some of its thunder next year with the PlayStation 5 and its own inevitable release of ray tracing-enabled PC graphics cards. NVIDIA has shown that with ray tracing, it can breathe new life into decades-old PC shooters like id Software's Quake 2, so why not dedicate an entire game studio to remastering timeless PC classics? A new job listing spotted by DSO Gaming confirms that's exactly what NVIDIA is cooking up. And so the ad says that uh, NVIDIA's new remastering program is cherry-picking some of the greatest tiles from the past decades and bringing them into the ray tracing age, giving them state-of-the-art visuals while keeping the gameplay that made them great. So more of like the Quake 2 RTX stuff, I guess, is going to start coming out. Hmm. Did I ever show you guys the video of Quake 2 running with ray tracing? I think, I, I think you did, but I just I never I watched ever, it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever showed it to us, but I think you brought I it I might up. have thrown it in Slack or something, but it is really impressive. And this is kind of cool. I mean, it's funny as hell that they have to like go and add these into old games because so many new games are having trouble getting it running in a way that's performative. Mm-hmm. and doesn't cost an arm and a leg as far as like the FPS you're getting and yeah. how much these graphics card cost. Yeah. Cause the quake two version runs pretty well. I think you can even run it at like, I think 30 or 60 FPS, even nice. on like a, a 10 series card. So like our 1070 Ti, I think you can still use the quake Two ray tracing. Yeah. It doesn't run quite as well. And I think you need a lower resolution, Yeah, but it still runs at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what games they pop out with it. Uh, yeah. What do you think would, would get remastered? I'm trying to think what, like what would be some cool ones. Anything Duke Nukem would be interesting. Yeah. Just because I'm a I'm a fan of the old Duke Nukem games. I'm trying to think of maybe like Diablo 2 would be weird. Yeah, yeah, that would and be some weird. Of like the dungeons and stuff. Like I'm trying to think of games that are that have a lighting system already that would work with that. But I'm like that's a game with a lot maybe of Maybe some sort of racing Diablo game. Diablo 3 maybe actually might work a little better, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, any racing game might be cool, but I don't know how many of those are it's so weird when I think about like the last generation of games. I'm trying to think of Something in the area, the era of like a Quake Two, what would have been big back then? But I'm, I don't know, man, because it had to be stuff that's open source, presumably. Yeah. Because that was why they were able to do Quake Two, is because that's already open source. Like anyone can go to download that. Yeah. Quake Three, give me Quake Three next with ray tracing. <laughs> Fucking love Quake Three. Fucking ray tracing, man. It's, it's real. The future. It's Trace happening. them rays. Trace the rays. Trace the rays. Now our final Trace story. Trace the rainbow. <laughs> we saw this at E3 from Microsoft. Their Halo Infinite reveal. Yeah, that I was not particularly impressed by. I kind of thought after the because the first thing we saw was like that big open field like tech demo thing from the E3 before, I think, where they first announced like the name. Really? And you just see like the we, we've all seen that trailer. I don't think I have. What? Yep. There's no way they're like, and it's just the dudes in the little whatever you call the Jeeps in Halo, and, and they're riding across the thing. And you see like some deers and shit. And it's just like a tech demo thing. And at the very end, you just see Master Chief holding his helmet. Nope. Uh, maybe I, I think I might have seen that one. Oh, you had to. I probably saw. I just don't I remember I, it. Yeah, maybe. Terrible memory on these two. Yeah. 
Anyway, it's, it's we saw that, and then the last E3, we had the the story ish trailer thing that was in engine. Yeah, with the dude on the ship, and he's like stranded, and the, the Master, Master Chief, Chief shows, shows up, up yeah. out of nowhere. I guess, and I was just kind of disappointed that was all Wait, we was had that, seen. Was that in game or was that in engine? In engine. In engine. I thought they said that one was in game. There is no game at that point. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like I thought I, later somewhere an article was like that was actually in game, but no, never mind. No, I think it was in engine and it was and it was running on the Xbox, but it wasn't like a game build or some shit. Okay. I don't yeah. remember. No, what we had thought was we thought it was a pre-rendered thing. Oh, yeah. and that it's was like a, a CGI correction I made later yeah, that no, it was it was actually running on on hardware. It just it as long as this has been in development, it, I think we would have heard and seen more about it by now for it to be like a fucking Halo game. Like this is one of the one biggest of the few games franchises the they have. Maybe they're I wouldn't say it's one of the biggest the games chest. in the world. Well, it used to be at one used point. Used to be, but yeah. yeah, between Halo 4 and 5, they kind of fucked it up. Kind of screwed that one. Yep. I still think it should have just ended at Reach, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, according to a LinkedIn profile, Halo Infinite's lead producer, Mary Olsen, has left 343 Industries just two months after taking the position in order to head the development of the single player campaign for Halo Infinite. That doesn't bode well. After the previous creative director, Tim Longo, left the company. He left about two months ago at the, near the beginning of August now. I'm sorry, end of August. I have a quote here from an article when he left. It says, quote, roles and responsibilities of various team members regularly evolve to meet the needs of the game throughout development. We have recently had two changes to the Halo Infinite development team. Our executive producer, Mary Olson, will now take charge of the campaign team on Halo Infinite as the lead producer, utilizing her many years of experience at 343 Industries to help craft a great campaign for fans. Additionally, Tim Longo has recently departed our team, and we are truly thankful for all of his many contributions to our games, our studio, and the Halo universe. The overall creative vision and production of the game, led by Chris Lee, studio head of Halo Infinite. These changes have no impact of release date for Halo Infinite. I don't believe 343 Industries has currently offered a statement on Mary Olsen's departure, because like I said, it was just someone internet sleuthed in and saw that she is now is working leaving, at another yeah. company right. uh, on her LinkedIn profile. Now there was a reply to a thread about this on Reddit from someone who works at the studio. I was going to go ahead and read his whole little dealie yep. quote. Uh, hey all, I want to jump in and clarify what Tim and Mary's roles were at the studio because there seems to be quite a bit of confusion here before that happens though. I'd like to reassure everyone that the entire Halo Infinite team is rallying behind the game and is working hard to make sure we can execute on its vision. Why wouldn't you? Tim's role as a creative director was to help right? make creative decisions and around the design or around the design process and direction of the game, whether it was campaign, multiplayer, etc. Mary's role as an executive producer and then lead producer on campaign was to help drive the game to its completion for our holi- holiday 2020 release date with the latter specifically focusing on campaign deliverables. Unfortunately, the thread's title saying he was, re- oh, I guess he's directly quoting or maybe type of that. Uh, he was, because re- <laughs> it says, quote, he was replaced with Mary Olson and she also left. So I can't tell. Oh, he was quoting directly. Wow. Kind of a dick move. Unshiek. What if this guy's not a native speaker, huh? You know, call out his, his Reddit titles. That's very rude. He could have written it better. Yeah. <laughs> he was replaced. It's far from accurate. Uh, it implies that Mary took over creative control of the entire game, didn't like what she saw, and then decided to leave. If that's what actually happened, I could totally understand getting worried, but that isn't the case. As she was a lead producer and not a new creative director. Producers at our studio support designers, engineers, artists, etc. by helping each of them track and hit deliverables. 
They also ensure people they support are not overwhelmed with too much work and have all the tools and information needed to hit their deadlines. To put it simply, producers are the ones tasked with making the studio, making sure the studio is always moving forward. Even our creative or community team has a producer to ensure we're tracking our deliverables, blogs, social media posts, fighting emails, etc. Basically, this is just him jumping in to say, hey, guys, don't freak out, blah, blah, blah. And some other writers were quick to point out that uh, a lot of people from 343 have lied in the past about certain things as far as like things that were happening with like Halo during Halo 5's development and Uh everything. Because there was a big one was that they were talking about, oh, yeah, Halo 5's main focus is Master Chief and then half the game you play is someone else. Like so. Uh, pulled a halo too. Yeah, don't know. You can arbiter. Take that. God take it out. What you will. That shit. Uh, obviously, he's not going to jump in and be like, "Yeah, dude, it's fucking going crazy in here. Yeah. The game's <laughs> fucking busted. We're never going to get it out." So he put that Bro, fire out. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it's still just it's. It's, it's funny an odd that you up. say that because what I got from it was, look, she was just here to get us to a point, and then she left, and everything's fine. You know? Yeah, like yeah, no you pointing worry, out that guys. like everybody. There have been like misleadings before. I was like, "Oh wait, this guy's totally full of shit." Yeah, it's it's hard to say because who do I believe? Yeah, it, who it's do I believe? it's very odd. Again, it's one of those moments where why? What was she doing for two months as executive Bungie producer that back. was just like, "Oh, we need her in this position Bungie. so and that she can gone. leave two yeah. months later." Like, yeah, this kind of makes it sound like they brought her in just for like crunch time to where they could meet like a deadline, and that now that that's been met. Yeah, she came in, reworked some of the spreadsheets, changed the wall that says what's done and what's not done yet. Like, I don't know. It's just odd. I honestly, I don't have a whole lot of faith in this game after Halo Halo four and five. Yeah, I'm never going to play it. I'm it's going to come out on Games Pass. I might download it. It's definitely going to come out on Games Pass. Yeah, but yeah, I I mean, I just don't. Mm -hmm. I don't have an Xbox. Yep. That's Ethan. Basically. Yeah, no, it's true. It is me. I don't have an Xbox. We'll see. I, I hope it. I always hope a game comes out and does well, but it, it just it's looking Master it's Chief looking weird. Deserves a good game, but you know they just he has not hit games. the mark. Bungie's busy yep. playing Destiny Two. Maybe we should quit doing just three franchises. Xbox. Maybe we should make something new. Maybe they are. You yep. know, because they got all these new studios, but they're not. Well, guys, that's the news. Really, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's cool. Good. It's kind of light. We talked about PlayStation Five earlier. Yeah. Ethan. This is almost more specifically for you because when it comes to new consoles, you're typically a late bloomer. What are you, how are you feeling about a new PlayStation coming out next year? Fine. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're I, ready. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I just recently I've had the, the pro for like a year. I'm, you know, I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. Is it something you're thinking about getting pretty early on? The it's Chris, what Christmas next year. Probably, Holiday. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I had to guess it'd probably be November, November mid November. Yeah. Uh, if the if the money is right, then yes, I'll probably be getting one. So this is not necessarily one where you're thinking you're going to hold off for a while. Truth be told, I'll probably follow the trend that you do just yeah. to see because that way I won't be wrong. Well, this one, I'm day one. I'm in it. You I'm in f- it to win it. I know for a fact I'm going to be day one. Wait. I never said I was day one for PS4. I bought a launch console PS3. I thought we had talked about this previous that you were going to wait because there was going to be some you know, PlayStation 4 games that they were still... And no, I said this is the one I don't have to wait because it's all going to be backwards compatible. No, thought you were. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought, you were, going, right. I thought yeah. you were going the other way. Like my whole it. library, like when yeah. they said PS4 backwards compatibility was in, I was like, cool, day one I can get this. Then yeah, I mean, I'll probably as a, as long as the price is is affordable for me and I can trade in my my pro towards it. I'm sure you can. Assuming yeah. GameStop's still around, which yeah. it looks like they will be. <laughs> I can still be uh, Amazon. You know, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the price point will be? Five ninety nine. No, you don't uh, think so? You think four ninety nine? 
I it's, think it, it's one of those two. Like yeah. you can't go higher than than uh, six hundred. So and you can't go lower because they won't make any money. I'm of two minds about it. Okay. Should we take? Should we do predictions? Are we going to call this like? We're going to just set what we I think. I just is- told you the only options. <laughs> the, that there can't be any like. That is the range. Oh no, I know. I'm saying yeah, should like, we do solid like not no range? Like, sure. Pick a number. Pick a number. We'll, we'll come back and we'll look. Now does that, that include like bundles or are we going to do well, no, just based say, console. strictly console? So I think we're past the point where there's multiple SKUs. I don't think it works. What do you mean? So like when PS3 came out, there was a 20 gig model and a 60 oh, yeah, gig yeah, model. Yeah, sure. No, you're, yeah, you're totally right. Oh, They're not going to This is all that. just like going to be standard. One one it's going to be a standard. Yeah, you're right. I think that. Yeah. Like, I, cause part of me wishes there was like maybe. What would be the other option? Two terabyte? I don't know how that works with storage and, and I S- would say SDs. less even like here's a 500 gig one to get it down to like a $400 price point because I don't think they'd go less than a terabyte. I think that's, I don't either, I think but that's it, their standard. It's odd. That's what I mean is that, uh, well, okay, I guess you're right. Maybe. I think if anything, they'd have more of a professional. I think it'd be a one version. terabyte and a two terabyte split. I mean, can you go like three? Like, I don't know what the next like increment to where it would be a, Could a you good. Do like, how much do you think like. Because uh, in my mind, it would be one five. Because that just seems like the next, like, if you're going to need two. You're not getting a five terabyte. Yeah, I know. Yeah, That's yeah. why it sounds ridiculous. So would it just be two? Or would you go, like. That's the thing is. One and three? Like, I don't know if that's so much. Even a one terabyte solid state drive is the the hardware that is making me question whether they can hit 400. That's why I'm almost thinking if lower is another SKU option to give a cheaper price point to, like, get you in. Because one terabyte already is still kind of pricey. Yeah. Like it, I think they're now what coming is, to the point where it's like a hundred dollars for a one. T- what was the maybe. pro? What was the pro launch at? Pro launched at four hundred, the same price as the PS4 when it launched. Then I think I think five, it's tough to say five, with all the hardware. Four, I'd say five forty nine. I was thinking the same thing. It just sounds so high because you're think it's, I think it's the extra. I think it's the extra one fifty for the solid state, and then. Or maybe the extra hundred is for the solid state and then the extra 50 just because it's the new console. Maybe they think that and even maybe even 600 for the because they think they can throw a game in there. 600 almost ruined the PlayStation 3. Yep. though. Like that was yeah. such a clusterfuck yeah. when that came out and they were like, this thing's that's why I don't that's why I think, yeah, 600 would be a little bit much, but maybe with a bundle for like an extra controller in a game. I don't know. But you don't want to bundle extra shit because, like, I don't you're, know when you're trying because you're trying to build a launch and install base early on quickly. That's why I'm of two minds about it, where it's like the price is a big point. Because like, if you spend all like your if money, it's 550 day one. I don't know that I'd buy it. Yeah, because you can't get a game. Well, you could if you have, if you're Mr. Money Bags. But yeah, but exactly. Yeah, like 550 means instead of a console coming out four hundred dollars and buying three a games on a budget. Yeah, is not going to be able to buy you that. And a game. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're going to try to go the, oh, we're the premium console route again, because that was what they tried to do with the PS3 and it fucked up their entire plan. So you yeah, think, and, then that was, and it gave Xbox the room to be like, think, oh, well, we're only 400 or whatever. $400 the fuck for the PS5. I mean, I want like, it to be 400. Like I don't know that it will be. themselves so much. Do I even want it if it's worth only $400? So here's something to consider too. <laughs> Now, when even when the PlayStation Three came out and they were selling it at six hundred dollars a unit, does sound like they were making so a loss. Much. They were making a loss on that. They were not making a profit on the PlayStation because they weren't selling enough. PlayStation Four, when it came out, every console made a profit for them, 
is because the cost it made to build the PlayStation 4 was less than the $400 they were charging for it. Wait, what did go back to what you just said? I said PlayStation 3 was sold at a loss. It was a loss leader. Loss leader means you sell this product with the hopes that other things that are attached to that product will be what generates your profit. So you spend $600. Say it costs, Wait, it costs more to make the PS3? The PlayStation 3, when it came out, I believe it cost Sony like $735 wow. per unit to manufacture. Sorry, that didn't really? make sense but because they sold I didn't it think that was... Like, because almost, who would do that? Like, who would sell a product for less every than Every console worth? manufacturer ever before the generation of the PS4 and the Xbox One. What, was that just like... They're almost always lost leaders because you make your money on software. Because when Sony sells a software, a piece of software on the PlayStation 4, they get a 30% cut of that and more if it's a first party game. That ain't my business. I don't know that no, shit. No, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, that sounds crazy. Yeah. From like a manufacturer's point of view, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, because again, your goal, your idea is that, oh, we're putting PlayStation consoles out there. You buy one system, you're probably the at like the attach rate for PS4 is like, I think, 10 games on average per person. Sure. Is I, I think what the the full blown averages like there's still somebody out there who's like he bought it and he's yeah. like only ever bought Call of Duty and that was the sure. only thing he ever bought and then you have other people that buy 40, 50 you're not gonna trick me yeah whatever but I think the average is like 10, 10 games sure it's 60 bucks a pop 30% of 60 is 20 ish it's a little less than 20 times 10 you're looking at $200 if you sold the PlayStation yes. 3 and lost $125 on there but made $200 in profit off the games that covers your loss and you made a bonus on that person because of the software sales. Sure. So that's usually how it goes. The PS4 and Xbox One generation was a big deal because they were selling at a profit immediately, which, of course, looks really good to your investors of course because they didn't lose a few million dollars that they're going to make up over the next few years of this console generation. And same with the PlayStation VR. That was a big deal for them that that was immediately generating profit for every PSVR sold. Did they, like, okay, again, you, you say that they just planned on making their money on the software. Yeah. Did the idea just not think of to make the money on the actual thing? Like that seems so much well, easier. Sure, or is it just not possible with the parts that they were using to it's make? It's not possible. Yeah. You'd okay. be making like Th- that's thing. That's sure. If when the, a new generation of consoles come out, what happened? What are you looking at? Oh, well, how much better is it than the last? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. If that's fine. If you know, if it was an impossibility and, and again, it doesn't always work again, the PS three cost Sony a lot of money for a very long time. It yeah. didn't break even for them until about five or six years into the system and then once they, they started, started coming out with the slim and models then they started and stuff. breaking yeah so it, it it's just it's usually what they've been doing and that was what that was the big change with the ps4 and xbox one is what i'm getting at so all of that being explained and having been said is this a generation where they can take that hit and say to keep their market dominance ps5 is launching at 400 dollars terabyte solid state drive ray tracing you guys know what ray tracing is you've seen all the pc digital foundry videos blah 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 do they take a hit on the on the hardware side because if they can get it out for $400 already having been the market dominator the previous generation telling you hey don't freak out about getting the PS5 right now all of your PS4 games that you're still buying and are still coming out are coming with you day 1 then it's almost just like oh I'm getting a PS4 Pro 2 but except for the fact that it really is a leap in generation of the console do they take that hit knowing that you they they have shit like Spider-Man that's selling 20 million units. I mean, if The Last of Us will probably sell 25 yeah, million if units. If they've already made like the goal at one point to be making your money elsewhere on top of something else, 
I mean, yeah, they're probably already. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. what do you think, Drew? I mean, like this five hundred dollars and maybe making a profit right away. Does that still make sense for a company that sold a hundred million PlayStation fours already? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> Trying to think. Yeah, I get. I just yeah. I, I don't it's know. It's a lot. I'm, yeah. It, I'm just, I'm just, you guys have more business savvy than I do, so I'm. Ch- I have I'm just, zero business savvy. You're at least insider <laughs> knowledge. Like I, 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 this is beyond me. So. Like I think five hundred would be a good price point, you know. Yeah. Now, knowing that, I think I think they would they might try to push it a little bit, considering the the well laid foundation, solid community, and they've proven with the places before. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, and I think my worry too is shit. How much was the Xbox One X when that came out? Was it also four hundred or five hundred? Couldn't even tell you. I want to say it was a little more pricey because the Xbox One because they were trying to like advertise it as like all in one entertainment thing, Mm -hmm. and so I think that they were trying to push for a more premium price. I'm talking about the One X and not the Xbox One. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. The new revision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid four hundred for mine. No, or maybe three fifty. Oh, okay. The Xbox One X will retail for five or four ninety nine when it launches. Yeah, and you got that stupid fucking Fallout bundle. <laughs> yeah, but that was just because uh, it was the white one. Fallout, what was it again? Seventy six. Seventy six. I remember I played that. Played it for five minutes. It crashed on me, and then I just never went back. Do you still have the disc? No, it it came downloaded. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's what you should do. You should stream Fallout seventy six. Yeah, let's see how see if it's doing any better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I mean, obviously, from the Microsoft side, it would be easier them to eat that like loss day one and that's where my worry comes in like oh does microsoft just who who comes out first and says the price and then who has the balls to be like fuck you we're undercutting you like a hundred dollars because that's almost what microsoft would need to do like they need to either come out at the same price as the ps5 and then bundle like a year of game pass a year xbox live or or game pass ultimate or whatever Mm -hmm. or come out like 50 to 100 bucks below and just eat it for a little while i don't know if microsoft can afford that I think they can. Yeah. Microsoft's pretty big. <laughs> it's not about them being big. It's it's where your money's at. It's in the company. It's in a big <sighs> bank with oh Bill Gates laying it's on not, top. It's not Scrooge that, McDuck in it. That is not how that shit works, and you know it. They don't actually have all of the money that they have like in a bank. It's in like, cash. It's not Hold in cash. cash. It's all it's fucking Bill- digital numbers. They don't have shit. It's all credit. Like Hold I forgot on. my original point. I, I was. I think you oh said. Oh yeah, it. Microsoft. Yeah, fuck them. Microsoft. Fuck Microsoft. Uh, let's see. So Microsoft. Uh, la, la, la. Yeah, their net worth is probably a lot. Like it's not the point though. Like Google, you give me the information Google. I want, and God then you damn it. take it away from me. But so day one, you're thinking, yeah, PlayStation Five. You would, you might as well just go ahead and get it. Yeah. Okay. Why now, not? is there anything that you're looking for in a next gen console that you don't have now? Is there something where you turn on your PS4 and you wish it did something else? Nope. No, no, really, no. I, I like the okay. So the interface, yeah, the interface is kind of a little boring, but like I want to the flashier. Not I even like the interface. Though, like it's really simple, but awesome. easy. I like yeah. it simple. I like it simplicity, but like I wish it there were more options mm-hmm. to like customize it, maybe. But for the most part, yeah, I really. What's to change? It's not. It's not broken. Don't fix it. So you're a happy camper. I'm a good. I'm Sony. Stay the course, bro. <laughs> you are doing just fine. Remake Demon Souls, but. That's it. Other than that, yeah, we point, put it on point, PlayStation. Get on that shit. We didn't talk about that. That there's more and more rumors coming that uh, there's probably going to be a Demon Souls remake. Yeah, I'm excited. Really? From Blue Point Games? I, had, yeah. there, I saw a video that somebody was like, "Oh, Bloodborne 2. and I immediately was like, "Go read this." Oh God, you left a YouTube comment. 
I may have deleted it before I posted it. That's I usually do that. Yeah. It, just, just type it out. That's just, just type it out. It yeah. Because <laughs> most people are just so stupid. It's just no point. Yeah. There's no point getting into that conversation. You probably just put Bloodborne 2 to clickbait so you could get some views. Bloodborne 2 is coming. And you fell for it. I knew it wasn't real before I clicked it. I just wanted to dislike. And still gave him I wanted the click. to dislike well, it's like his watching video. Ancient Aliens. Like you know they're full of shit. I love it. You know they didn't find aliens at the end of this episode. (laughs) That's not what you're watching it for. It's 13 episodes. They all find aliens at the end of. Yeah, there's every dude. That's what's so crazy is yeah. Every (laughs) scene we've got like 300 different aliens out there now, and no one's paying attention. No, because you go into the History Channel for history, and they're giving us the future. It's bad branding. We got to fix that. Now Shark Week. Before we close out, I did want to talk about something. Discovery. I've been watching. I started The Leftovers. What is that? On HBO. Okay. The show, I think it started in like 2007, 2008 or something. The whole premise is that an event occurs across the world where it's almost it's like the snap and end game where just 2% of the population just disappear. Like they just boop, poof, gone. Yeah. Like they were never there. People remember them, though, but there's like zero exploit. There's no Thanos that's on the news. They're, they're just like, gone. They're just gone. And then yeah. everybody just kind of has to come to terms with it for their own reasons. Yeah. And so like you got, of course, like the a lot of religious folks that think rapture. it was like the rapture. Mm-hmm. And then but you got other people that are like, well, ghosts, it doesn't, aliens it couldn't have been the rapture because like this dude was like a serial killer. Yeah, and he, he fucking hated God. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't make. I just finished season one. That sounds kind of cool. really good. I was How many surprised. seasons are there? Uh, there's three seasons. Okay. I think ten episodes you each. Said H- nice. It's on HBO. HBO. Yeah, it's neat. Justin Thoreau is in it. Hmm. A couple other actresses, like one of the actresses I recognize is from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Okay, I watched it. Any sex? Liv Tyler's in it. It's on HBO. Nudity. Yes. Nice. Nudity. Cop. Justin Thoreau's daughter's hot. She's in this. Uh, well, not her, not her actual daughter, but like. But the, who plays her who daughter? Who plays the daughter in the show? <laughs> That's up. She's really hot. Be careful. Um, I recognize the wife, I think. But in this show, like the way they have her like done up and everything. Uh-huh. Careful. She kind of looks like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Ouch. And it's been weird because once I thought of it, and now I you can't just can't get it, it out of your head. Anytime a sex uh, scene's happening, all you can imagine is him just going Spider Man. Okay, she hasn't been in a sex scene. Uh, okay. The part but, when he like puts his fingers in the pie, but it's still I just. See. Like, <laughs> but now I'm just every time the credits roll, I'm looking for his name and like maybe this is like a role I didn't realize he was in. Like it's it's <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah, it was because the what I saw was a. Uh, because it's one of those shows where, like, after every episode, I'm pulling up Reddit to read the old discussion threads from okay. like people that were watching Nerd. it to read when it came mm-hmm. out. Because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And going oh, it's written Twin by um, Peaks blog forums. Damon too. Lindelof is that? I think that's his name. But he's the guy. He was one of the writers of Lost, and he's okay. a bunch of other stuff too. So he's all into that mystery shit. Yeah, the J.J. Abrams mystery box. <laughs> no but uh, I was reading one of the threads, and somebody was like doing their summary recap thing and he was like oh yeah hot cop and hot cop daughter and using those as like the <laughs> names of the characters and stuff because like you could remember the names of it yeah he said and, and that one woman that looks like uh dennis leary and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he said it made me laugh and i'm like i'm thinking about that the next time i watched it i'm like no that's way more of a will, will defoe. Defoe. like it's totally will defoe but uh yeah that, that, that's been really good it's another one of those where i, I kind of i don't remember why i started i think i've just heard people say it's really good for a long time and mm-hmm. watched one episode thinking oh i'm just gonna watch this one and then binged it over two days I, I don't usually do that so when i find a show that i think is binge worthy 
You binge I gotta it. shout it out. Yeah. I gotta let people know because like I don't watch TV a whole lot anymore. I so. binged uh, an Adult Swim show, Dream Corp LLC, which I really enjoyed. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's like this guy goes into uh, a, like a dream clinic because he can't get a boner. So because <laughs> that's where you go is to a dream. Yeah, clinic. exactly. It's because he's for got he's got some some conscious shit going on that he has to deal with. You go to yeah. and so basically they put him under and they go mess with his dreams and everything and it's all super trippy. It's pretty good. Everything on Adult Swim is super trippy. Yeah, have y'all yeah. checked out uh, what the the guy Tortoreskowski's uh, the dude that did Samurai Jack? Oh, his new thing, Primal. Primal. I haven't yeah, watched yeah. it. Yet. I saw some clips and it, it looks just, it just looks intense. Like yeah. I, I want to check it out, but it, it's probably pretty cool. It's probably pretty short. It reminds me, I need to actually finish like the new Samurai Jack because I never I saw the I, new episodes. I think I finished it. I think I, I made a huge deal about it when it was releasing, and I tried to catch it. And yeah. I think I finished it. I watched Adult Swim the other day. For the first time in forever, Did you uh-huh. catch like Dragon Ball Z got, Super or something. Well, I have those like on. I know, but that, since I have the Hulu Live TV, I can so watch nice. them like on like whenever the cloud they come DVR out. Things, so I don't have to watch the commercials. But it's still nice to like see it, and then it's like, oh, other people are watching this. That's nice. oh no no no. I, I just mean like I didn't the way that I watched sure, it sure, recorded sure. from there, but there's, there's no commercials or ads. Sure, sure, it's sure. just the little bumpers or whatever. But I actually put on Adult Swim, so I was eating some chips and salsa. And, Saw Rick and Morty was on, and yes. I was like, "Okay, I'll watch Adult Swim for a minute." And goddamn, it's getting weirder and weirder. Just all the advertisements and stuff. I just I forgot how fucking fucked up it is. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't and watched it. It's shock, it's anymore, it's shock so value. Some it's of that stuff like, isn't even weed at this point. It's like it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just I don't know, man. It it's just shock value. Like it's not shocking. I'm just it's just fucking weird. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm, weird I remember shock. thinking this was cool. Don't you miss ago? like the old days of Adult Swim? Like when it was just like, all kids out of the pool. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. Space Ghost. I don't miss it, no. Yeah. I do. Home movies. I love home That's movies. Just nostalgia. Like I miss the programming, but not like the that specific. I don't know. Someone break. posted on Reddit the other day. Not like I like a video Tsunami like the old Tom, intro. But we got him back. Yeah. I did. Oh, that's right. Because I was seeing less of the advertisements for Adult Swim because that part of Adult Swim's line was Toonami now. Yeah. So I, when I was catching up on Dragon Ball Super, yeah, it was, you get Tom. Get he did a review of, uh, <laughs> he did a review of, what was it? The, the Zelda Necromancer game or whatever. Not ne- Necrodancer where uh, I can't remember. What? So you never heard of Crypt of the Necrodancer? No. So it's a dance game puzzle. Well, not puzzle. Well, there's puzzles and dance. stuff. So the idea is that like there's music playing in the background and you move your characters to the beats okay. that are on there and your enemies move to the beat as well. So it's like left, left, up, up, left, up, attack, attack, right. back, attack, or like whatever. And so your every movement and every action you're doing is to the beat and you have like this beat line on the bottom that shows. Is this on like the Switch or something? Yes. I think Crypt of the Necrodancer made it to a few different platforms. Okay. But then that same developer worked with Nintendo to make a uh, Zelda version, a Zelda themed one. Okay. Yeah, so you're in Hyrule, and it's it has, but they mix in like the Zelda style puzzles and stuff. But it's still the idea that you're doing it to the beat. Of oh, the, that's interesting. Of that's these cool. like, did it did it work these, like, well? Remixes of, uh, I mean, I haven't played it, but I mean, I, well, I was asking about the like people his that review, like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. It's an ad. It's not really a review. It's, it's a true. fucking ad on, on Toonami. Yeah, it's not a review. But I, I forgot that that existed, and he he did that little quick talk about it. But oh yeah, I, I honestly, someone like you, you'd probably like it, hmm. especially because it's like the remixes and stuff of like the classic Zelda themes are pretty good and everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised you've never heard of that. I think it's totally your kind of game for All sure. Right. I might check it out. Look into that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I mean, you've been right. 
all the time before. So I know I'm. I got my my finger on your button. Yeah, I don't like how you said that. Digging around in your little belly button. No, <laughs> I'm good on that. Tickling no. your space, your space buttons, man. <laughs> <laughs> Super duper tickles. I don't know. That's anytime, like anytime you said that, now it just reminds me of that scene from Dodgeball where Justin Long is like cleaning out the big tire oh, yeah, truck, and the guy is just like button. digging in his belly button. He's just like, "That's it, there, boy." Get in there nice and deep like. Yep. I'm not going to be able to fall asleep tonight now. All I'm going to be able be to think is fine. just yeah, Travis no. digging in his belly button. Be fall asleep, I'll be your, right there next to you. Yeah. Touch the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's sad because usually I touch his buttons, but he, I'm not play, even paying attention play, to him. Play right us now. out there. There are we can do watches. Come on. All right. <laughs> This has been episode 20 of the Asset Minded Podcast. I'm sorry we were a little off this week. That's fine. I'm hungover. Ethan and Drew are just tired. Yeah. They're always always so tired. I was up pretty early. You know the drill. You can go to AssetMindedPodcast.com to, to find every episode of our show. You can listen to us on all your podcast platforms of choice. You can find our individual handles and our handles as Absent Minded on the website as well. While you're there, you can leave us a little voicemail if you want. Give us something to talk about. Play you on the air. If I like your voice, if I don't like their voice, why would I play it? Because they, they sound like a screechy chipmunk. First person to ever send us the thing. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe what, they're not hold, the first. holding back on us? Well, no one else goes to the anchor page, so I kind of get final cut on all these things. Oh my God. <laughs> I go to, I check out the anchor page every once in a while. There's no way you do because you would have told me to I fucked up page. and didn't publish the episode last week on time. Uh, yeah. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Love you. Take it easy.